Welcome to Functional Design Enclosure. I'm Christoph Newman. And I am Nate Jones. We're here to help you use closure and functional programming to make your everyday life as a developer better, more exciting, more fulfilling, all around good. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, our lives are so fulfilled that we would like to help yours be fulfilled. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We love talking about closure and about things that you like talking about or that you would like us to talk about. Um, So we have a whole bunch of things we'd love to talk about. So uh, what's up for this episode, Christoph? Apparently, lots of talking (laughs) is up for this episode. Hopefully, some fun talking. Functional. Yeah, today we're going to talk about apply, the apply function enclosure, uh, as we continue our tour of core functions, our our core tour, our, yes, tour of core. (laughs) Yes, we are applying our podcast to the core. Yes. Because core is a list and we're a function. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, our our function. Yeah, apply. I think apply is interesting. I I definitely, when I first encountered apply, I don't know, it didn't make much sense to me. As as most of these really simple core functions that are higher level, uh, higher order, I should say, uh, apply... I, I don't know. I didn't I didn't really see the use for it. But but then it became super clear to me the first time I ran into a function that took like a var a, a var arg and I had a list of things. And and I think like max was the the first the first one I ran into. It's like I wanted to take the max of a list of numbers. And I think I actually wrote a reduce statement in order to do that. The first time, oh, very yeah. Uh, reducing max that that definitely sounds like a good a good use case for your my first reduce. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. Think, sorry, yeah, yeah. I, I think that um, I when I when I first came to it the same way, where I'm like, I suddenly have uh, an a function I want to call, and I and I don't have the arguments, you know, in my editor yet. I'm I'm dynamically creating that list of arguments and I want to call the function. Because if I had all the arguments already, I would just lay them out in my function call. And so it's like, it's whenever I want to dynamically call a function, and like you said, most of the time they're var args because, you know, I, I want to do max or stir or something like that. And uh, so, so laying them out, basically like transposing them or unwrapping them, I guess that's the another way of saying it, you know. Uh, yeah, I would argue that applies sole reason for existence is basically because we have var args and and so many things obviously enclosure and Lisp and functional programming in general are lists, right? <laughs> or sequences if you want to get super technical enclosure. And and var args if you if you go and read the code in core, which I would encourage, you can click through like in the closure docs website and you can click through and you can get a link straight to the code in GitHub and, and check out the functions. A lot of things that have var args, like you you know how you just do ampersand and then it's like the rest of the arguments <laughs> for, for var and arcs. And all the others. Yes, <laughs> right. and all the others. Right, so so it's var args really are just sort of a way of passing a list in. It, it gets treated as a list in the function, right? And, and depending on the different arities, there's different optimizations. 
So, so in core, you'll see like five different uh, definitions for that function with like, okay, one arity, two arity, three arity, four arity. Okay, now we're just going to make it a list. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to give up. Yeah. Right. And all the rest. <laughs> yeah, I think your like, your, your comment about um, about in, in, li- in Clojure, we have lots of lists of things. And I think that's one of the reasons why apply ends up usually being at the last the last in a threading block or the top level in a, in a, in a call stack because you know, you've know you taken a collection of things and you've, you've transformed them three or four different ways and then now I want to actually c- call a function on the, on the entire list um, and, and actually make, right. you know, synthesize. It's kind of like a reduce, like it's, it is a reduction in, uh, you know, of sorts because you're calling one function with the entire list. Um, but, but because of that, apply ends up being at the bottom of, of a lot of my uh, threading statements right and a world without apply would would be a world where we don't have var args and so things like max might feel weird or or plus you know they they just like i have to start putting everything in a list all the time just just because i want multiple arguments and so i with var args comes apply right they're 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 two of the same thing <laughs> they're two and sides so of the same one coin. needs the other right and so, yeah, and, and I really like what you said at the beginning. I think you end up in this situation because the content that you want to deal with isn't known at, it, it, you know, as since programming is just typing things into your editor, right? <laughs> <laughs> right, and being a lawyer is just arguing. Yes, yes, yes. Being a teacher is just saying things in the right order. <laughs> but anyway... <laughs> So when you're in that phase where you're just typing things into your editor, <laughs> you realize like, oh, these things didn't come from my brain. In this case, they came from some some list processing. <laughs> right. Some database, so, the user, you know, a file system. Yeah. There's all there's all there's there's an infinite place number of places we can get lists from. <laughs> uh, so many. Right. And so, so you end up often with some kind of, I have a list of things, I have now filtered them, I then map them to the specific values I need, and then I want to apply max, et cetera, right? So in your threading right. macro. So, right. so like I might have a bunch of ages of people, and so I want to go ahead and I want to I wanna filter that list, right, so that I'm just filtering people who who live in California. And then I want to go ahead and then I want to map that to colon age so that I just get the age field out. And then I want to apply max. Um, and then I will get the maximum age of the people who live in California. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the one of the ways that I've used this um, recently is that like we like we've said before, we work with esports data. And um, I wanted, like, I had a set of matches, and I want to figure out when's the when's the first match start. And so you just map, you know, match start on you know, all of them, and then apply min, and you get the 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 first. I mean, this is assuming that you're you're storing dates and timestamps, which uh, or in, in millis, which is the correct way of doing it. Um, you end up getting the or, the first um, the first one. Uh, but that also kind of leads to the, the the gotcha that I found with using apply is that um, it's easy with apply to starve your function 
because um, <laughs> Max actually can't take zero arguments, neither can Min, and so you have to um, you have to make sure that you have at least one. Um, otherwise, you're going to get a nice exception uh, in the middle of your code. Like if you're trying to if you're, if you're trying to find the the oldest person in California and your list has no people in it, your Max is going to blow up. Yes, yes, and and so in that case. You can you can guard that by using, for example, your sum threading macro instead of just your normal threading macro. Uh, if you if you end up, you know, with a like a value that's non-existent, and then it just stops the threading. Yeah, the the other way to do it is like if you're using thread last, you can apply max zero. And then so it's always going to have at least the zero, which kind of gets back to the way apply works is that you don't just say apply function and then the list. You can do apply function, an argument, and then the list or two arguments. Or you can actually do 15 arguments and then the list. As long as there's a list at the end, basically all apply will do is just take all those arguments and put them at the beginning of the list and then pass that whole thing to your function. And so um, you can actually get around that by by, by like seeding the function because you know that it won't starve if it has that, has that one that one value in there. Yeah, and and so it's nice when you have you can use apply in in a way that feels a little bit like partial, and it, actually you can partially apply. <laughs> Not <laughs> to be use... confused, you can use partial and apply, <laughs> which is different than partial application, which right. is really what partial is. <laughs> <laughs> So, so sometimes in functional programming circles, when you hear partially apply, like enclosure, we're talking about partial, we're not talking about apply, but you can do partial apply. <laughs> and, and basically, it's... like we end up in situations where we have functions that take a number of like resources or choices. I'm, I don't have an example right in front of me, so this is going to have to be abstract. But, and then the last thing is the list of stuff, right? So like let's say we have a function that does some filtering for us and we want to give it a time range like the start time and the end time and then it and then it it does some filtering you know so maybe i want to go ahead and i i so in my apply statement the where i determine the the start time and the end time th those come from someplace and then i've done some work to already reduce down the list and now i need to find all the things in that list so so i could do um apply well i'm trying to think of even that right because like like if that just takes a list it's not really a good candidate for apply might so be better for partial yeah it's just like right that would be a better candidate for partial so basically you have something that takes var args and we i know we make things on occasion that takes var args but it tends to just be like most of the time the functions that take var args are ones where you are often specifying the parameters out by hand in your code like right. with plus right you know and and you could apply plus if you wanted to yeah or you could reduce plus <laughs> which which what same, same thing with like string join uh i i had a realization that i was pulling in string join so i could join on empty string and then all of a sudden i realized oh instead of joining on empty string i could apply string <laughs> yeah and then the stuff Right, because yeah. I could use just use a multi-arity of str in, in instead of calling and pulling in string join. Yeah, yeah, definitely. It's 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 kind of a nice 
like there, there there's lots of times where I, I want to build up a string uh, from co- from component parts. You know, either I'm formatting it like something like a table or or something like that, and and I want to I want to to dynamically build up a string. Um, just creating creating it as a list because then the list is easy to manipulate, and then doing apply stir that list, I suddenly get um, a string out of it. Uh, or 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 when I'm generating a random string of numbers, like you know I want to make an ID or something, and I want to like not a UUID, but just like some, some random uh, randomly generated ID that you can just use. You know, there's there's some 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 I'll hand wave over how you actually generate the, the string of characters, the list of characters. But then you can take that list of characters and do apply a stir, and then now you have a string. Um, yeah. So I would say like apply stir is an idiom that shows up often in our code, as well as like apply max, apply min, because we 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 generated a list of numbers. The other idiom that shows up in our code with apply would be apply concat. This is sort of the the infamous flatten <laughs> scenario. <laughs> if you have a list of lists and you want a like you just want to take out one level of lists of lists, <laughs> right? And and so so there is a flatten function, but it just it really flattens. <laughs> it <laughs> it sort super of flattens all the all the levels of nesting and just flattens them right on right on out for you, you know. And and so if you just want to take your list of lists and just concatenate all those top level lists into a single list, apply concat is is the way to do that. And that that's an oh, idiom. Yeah. That's why flatten doesn't do. That's why flatten doesn't do that because well duh, you would just apply concat, right? But yeah. if you're not in, if you're not in the inner circle here, <laughs> then maybe you don't know about it. Well, it kind of gets back to the thing something we said before, which is basically if you figure out that there's a function in closure that's missing or a function that doesn't do what you think it should do, there's probably an idiom somewhere for that thing. That's why that function doesn't behave that way or doesn't exist. Um, I, I, I have been actually used apply concat when like apply concat map um, in the past um, because I want to map something out of some nested data structure, a list of this data structures, and then I want to concatenate all those sublists together. Um, but then I realized that there's actually a function in core that does that. So apply concat map is uh, mapcat. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, it's funny, funny because like there isn't a flatten for apply concat, but there is a, there is a function for apply right. concat map. So, so it must be that the rule is if the idiom involves knowing three function names in a row, that's too many. <laughs> <laughs> one, one is so, good. Two, two is, two is okay. Three is right out. <laughs> Yes. Quote a little yes. Monty Python there. It's like it's like F next and F first and yeah. <laughs> well, and it's also why is there no why is there no third function? There's a first and a second, but no third, you know, or fourth. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> well, because you know, we tuples fine. Three pulls, no, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> Three pulls. Oh man. Okay. Well, I guess if you know you have three things, there's last. So there's first, second, and last. But then if you have four, now you're really Good luck. So, so the, Good luck for, with the, that. the four pulls are out? <laughs> the four pulls are out. And I mean, if you just say that out loud, you know why. It's it's clear. <laughs> yes, yes. No, 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 one, no one cares about the fourth thing in a, in a list. Sorry. <laughs> or the third thing in a list of four. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> oh, right. <laughs> you're, you're, yeah, we care about the first, we care about the last. Sometimes we care about the second, but man, if you're in the middle, good luck with that, all you middle children out there. <laughs> Don't worry. Oh, wait, I'm a middle child. You'll be first. You'll be first after a couple of nexts. <laughs> yes. So I did to come back around to apply, then <laughs> there is sort of this question where it, if you're using reduce, there is a chance that maybe you're missing an opportunity to use apply. So if you're, if you're doing a reduce so that you can take max across a whole list, or if you're doing a reduce so that you can take plus across a whole, whole list of things, well, you, you might concisify your code <laughs> to uh, use apply on that function instead. Yeah, yeah. It's an interesting property that plus, because it's var args, can be used with both apply and reduce because reduce will call it with two arguments at a time, but that's fine. Plus doesn't care, just like max doesn't, you know. But they're, they're that the the property of being var args and being um, commutative, I think, is what makes it so that it can be used in both of those contexts. Yeah, and so then of course once you get this bright idea in your head, you you'll be you you'll attempt to do it with and. <laughs> <laughs> and then it won't work. Right. Because yes. and's a macro, and it has to be a macro in order to do um, short circuit evaluation. The nice thing about and is it doesn't evaluate the parts later on if if it can terminate early. And so in order to do that, it has to be a macro. So So you can't apply to a macro, as you will probably soon discover once you get hooked on <laughs> apply a bit more. It's, it's, it's a wonderful property that and does not uh, like it's like it's one that i leverage often because or or you know it's like i don't want to execute that second path unless if the first one is valid you know it's it's like a yeah it, as soon as you don't have uh eager evaluation of arguments you have to have a macro it's kind of the the way that goes um you yeah, actually yeah. thought about that the whole you can't use apply and and for those out there that are like oh no what whatever will i do how will i solve this problem uh, well, there's a nice function called every. Well, it's got a question mark at the end, so I guess you would call it every, and uh, that you can use uh, in place of that to to find out if if everything in a list uh, 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 satisfies a predicate, even if that predicate is true. <laughs> true with a question mark at the end. Right. Right, and then that that's a that's a nice that's a nice way to get around that. Although it doesn't use apply. <laughs> <laughs> um right so so then just just to really go out there go out on a limb we can we can go ahead and take our friend juxt <laughs> and marry it with apply because one of the one like one of the code patterns that shows up is you want to call a function and you're going to fill out that function from various fields in a map Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. And and so they're positional parameters. And so then once you have this realization, it's like juxt is a really nice way of picking out values from a map. Right. So you you, you feed you, you call juxt with all your field names. And then, of course, juxt gives you a function. And then you call that function with the map. And then now you get back a list of all the field values. And, and then the right order. you realize... Yeah, in, in order. And now it's like, I want to turn those into positional parameters. So then you can send that into apply and then the function name. So you end up with something that would probably be illegible 
if you hadn't used Juxt for a while. <laughs> right. Where you can apply the function and then parenthesis, parenthesis, Juxt, field names, in parenthesis, map name, parenthesis, parenthesis, right? This is hard to say, once again, in a verbal podcast. <laughs> but but so long as we can... So long as we can get juxt in the episode in some way, <laughs> we, will, we will have succeeded. Yes, we will consider the episode to be full and complete. <laughs> it's got the right marker. Yes, the function that didn't make sense to us for years. <laughs> now we just so can't now we shut have up to about talk it. about it all the time. Juxt, juxt, juxt. <laughs> yes. Well. I think uh, have we applied ourselves fully enough to this to this discussion. <laughs> I, I certainly hope so. <laughs> but if we haven't, you can you can tell us how more fully we could have applied the topic of apply by uh, talking to us about apply. Yeah, yeah. If you if you have any other ways of using apply that are that are interesting or cool or neat or even boring. We want, we want to know about all of them. <laughs> uh, send us uh, send us a message somehow. Uh, there's a few different ways. Uh, you can tweet on Twitter at Closure Design or send an email to feedback at closuredesign.club uh, or hop into our Closure Design Desk podcast channel on the Closure and Slack. We've had some good discussions lately um, and, uh, and we'll, we can talk there. Yes, you certainly cannot use boring to spell functional. So we want to hear about your fun, and <laughs> you can also, so send us that email, send us that communication, and also go visit our website at closuredesign.club. You can find our past episodes there, and our show notes for this episode, as well as the, all of the other ones. Yep, that's it for this week. Next week, we'll be back with another fun way of inter integrating Juxt into our conversation. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>